All right. All right. Today I want to talk to you about the power of fear and the power of faith. You ready? Let us pray. God, we thank you that today you are going to dismantle every power of fear over the lives of your sons and daughters that are here. The Spirit of Jesus Christ, come. Do what you plan to do. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to, I want to look at three short scriptures really quickly. Mark chapter 5, verse 36. If you know me, you know that this is my verse. You go on my Facebook, what does it say? Don't be afraid, just believe, right? We're going to look at Mark 5.36. We're going to look at 2 Timothy 1.7 and then Hebrews 11.1. One. All right? So starting with Mark chapter 5, verse 36. You there? Amen? Amen? Come on, act excited. <laughs> Just at least act like it. When you act like it, it will become real. No. All right. <laughs> it says, ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. Second Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of what? But of power and of love and sound mind. And lastly, Hebrews 11.1, 1. What is faith? Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So let me give you a definition of fear just in case you're, you're kind of confused. Fear is a distress, distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain, whether the threat is real or imagine. Let me give you that one more time. Fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, or pain, whether that threat is real or imagined. Did you know there's prophetic power to fear? Have you ever thought about that before? Whatever you fear happens. Whatever you fear, you give power to that fear. Whatever you fear, you put your faith upon that fear. And by doing so, you and I give prophetic power to that fear. In chapter, Mark chapter 5, we read about Jairus. We read about the synagogue ruler. One thing he feared... One thing he feared was the death of his daughter. He feared it so much that when, when, when he heard that Jesus was in town, he did not wait. He ran looking for Jesus in the streets. He ran and he, he knelt before Jesus. Jesus, my daughter is going to die. He's full of fear. He's full of this distressing emotion of impending death of his daughter whom he loved so much. And Jesus says, I'll go with you. And as they're going back, 
people from his house comes. And he tells them, don't bother the teacher anymore. What you feared happened. She's dead. There's nothing even Jesus can do. Give up. Give up. And when those voices, you will fail. You'll never succeed. You'll die alone. No one will love you. If they truly found out who you were, they wouldn't love you. Hmm? If you really, by faith, you move forward, you will be ashamed. Because God doesn't have your back. Who do you think you are? When you hear these voices, voices of fear, just like that Jairus heard, your daughter is dead. Hmm? What you fear, you give power. It has prophetic power to fear. You know, as I was you know, prophesying over my sister here, I really don't fear demons, as you know by now. But I do fear bugs. Why? I have no idea. But you know, as I was preparing for this message, I thought about, wow, you know, the enemy really, really capitalized on my fear. Because, not anymore, but in the beginning, when I first jumped right into the field of missions, strangest, supernatural things happened to me with surrounded with bugs. Hmm? I went to Mozambique, Africa, and God, just like I told my sister, you know, if God's telling me, you have to pray, five in the morning, five to seven. And at eight o'clock, you have to be ready to lead your team. And so every time I wake up, I'm afraid of bugs. This, this distressing emotion just arises within me. And I'm like, oh, oh, I need to get up. I need to, you know, spray myself with the, the repellent. And oh, but it's like every step I take from my bed to outside, it's like I have to fight against that fear. The bugs that are waiting for me outside. Oh, and you know what? In that same trip, not only cockroaches came and attacked me, when we went to the village, to the bush, quiet. 5, 4.59 in the morning, so quiet. My eyes open. Wow. As soon as 5 o'clock hits and I open my tent, thousands of bees surrounding my tent, going 5,000 miles an hour, and I would close, and I would go back inside, and God, you're everywhere, so I'll just pray in the tent. (laughs) And God would say, really? Get out. Out of all the bugs, bees, because they could really hurt you. I mean, cockroaches, they're just nasty looking. But bees... They could sting you. I've been stung by one before. But do I allow the fear to control my life, my walk with Jesus, my ministry, my family, or do I overcome that fear? And so I'm not, some of you heard this story. I would just close my eyes, get out, close it back, and I would run as 
fast as I can to the other side of the forest, thinking, you know, I could outrun them. And every one of them would follow me to the other side. And they would go around my body, not just around, but attack me. A few hundred of them. And I would just close my eyes and I would just, oh God, I take authority over this demonic attack. And every morning, about certain time, I forget now, 20, 30, 40 minutes, every time, if I prayed past that, all of a sudden, one by one, they just flew off. The next morning, 4.59, my eyes open, quiet, peaceful. 5 a.m., as I stepped out, that's demonic, isn't it? The demons knew my fear, and they capitalized on that fear, tried to stop me from what God has told me to do. Not only that, when Benjamin and I went to Indonesia together, remember that story? Remember the sermon? The, what was that sermon called? The lessons of the Laren, these, these, these flying insects that come after, it's, after the rain, and they were millions. And I'm not, I'm not um, um, exaggerating. There were millions, and it would feel everywhere, and it, it wouldn't just fly around. They would go under your clothes, and I remember, you know, Benjamin went in the front, and I, I'm still in the back, and I see Benjamin doing this, you know, like, but Indonesian, they're just sitting quiet, you know, just peacefully, and I see Benjamin, the only one in the front, just going, slapping and just acting all crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to do this, God. I'm going to do this. And I would run. But halfway, they would go under my clothes. I would run back. (laughs) Demonic, isn't it? In one of the trips Benjamin and I went to, remember, I think it was the Soway one. I've never seen a bug. It was like this big. It was black. And it had an antenna. But then the eyes were on top of the antenna. So it was, right? And it was this big, and Oisau, and it was on the stage, and Benjamin could bow for this. Wherever I went, that eye went, shh. If I go this way, the eye went, shh. If I went that way, the eye went, shh. I'm like, Benjamin, that bug is... <laughs> Just, the enemy knew my fear and tried to stop me in the beginning. What if I stopped and said, God, I just cannot handle these bugs? Huh? What if th- these, these things happened before we planted this church? What would have happened to the DNA of this church? No missions, no living hope, right? You know, I told you this story many, many years ago, and um, it's a true story. There was this man who worked in the train station with, um, you know, what is the, it's like a refrigerated things, a cart, and but it's refrigerated. And one day he got stuck. He got stuck. But he always feared, like, being cold, right? And, and his name was Nick, I heard. And one day he got trapped in and everybody went home. And his fear went, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And he was like shivering and, and he, was, he was just so afraid, he was so cold. And he wanted to let his family know what happened. So he got a little, you know, sharp thing and he, he, he craved, not craved, carved um, on the wall. It's so cold here. 
I think these are going to be my last words. He carved it. And in the morning, when the crew came back and they opened, he, they found him dead. And when they did the autopsy, every symptom is being frozen to death. He froze to death. But when they checked the temperature of that cart, it was inoperative. It was at 52 degrees. Because he feared it so much, he gave prophetic power to it, and his body responded and reacted, and he died. There's prophetic power to fear. And one of the articles I read says 80% of Christians, blood-bought Christians, are oppressed by the spirit of of fear. That means 80% of you, you are living in fear, with fear. Fear stops you from the things that you want to do. Fear stops you and controls your action. Jairus feared the death of his daughter and he died. You know what's amazing is fear within itself has no power. By itself, fear has no power. But you know what it could do? It could make you do something that is detrimental to you. So I have fear of bugs. So let's say I'm driving the car. And I'm going to L.A. And you know when you drive a long distance, you see many bugs die on your windshield. (laughs) And what if... That fear, I saw a big old bug coming against my windshield. What if I went, ah! I swerve and I get into an accident? Hmm? The fear itself couldn't harm me, but it could make me do things out of fear that could harm me. You're getting me? You hear me? Fear is always is spirit. If you have any thoughts of fear inside of you, when you are dealing with fear, you're dealing not just with an emotion, but you're dealing with a spirit. Think about that. You know, there's two types of fear according to scientific terms. Acute fear and chronic fear. Acute fear is time limited and it's very, very important. What happens? A car comes against your one and only daughter. What are you going to do? You're going to feel that uh, distressing emotions. Ah, my daughter! And it's gonna, that fear is going to make you react and you're going to run and get your daughter out of the car. Now, that's acute. That fear saved your daughter's life. But after that moment, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're anxious and, and you calm down again and your daughter's okay, you're okay. And that acute fear ends and you move on. Acute fear is very needed. But the enemy takes fear. Hmm? And he anoints that fear and he makes it a chronic fear. The chronic fear is there's no car coming and you're always afraid of the car coming and you keep pushing your daughter away from the street. That's chronic when there's no cars. 
But so many of us live with that impending danger. If I do this, if I go here, this is going to happen. What if this happens? So I'm not going to do this. What if this happens? So I'm not going to do this. What if, what if, what if? And that's chronic and that's empowered by Satan himself. Now, how do you overcome fear? Give me more boldness and courage, Jesus. Courage? Boldness? Mm-mm. If you read Mark 5.36, Jesus himself says, Don't be afraid. Fear. Don't fear. But what? Just believe. You know how you overcome fear? By faith. Only by faith. So what is faith? Faith is being sure. Not maybe. Not hopeful. But faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. You hear that? Being sure of what we hope for and being certain of what we do not see. There's prophetic power to faith also. You hear that? There's prophetic power to faith. It doesn't matter what circumstances you're in. If you could have Faith, it has prophetic power to make what you hope for happen. What you do not see yet could happen only through faith. If you have, and most of you may, and you're going to change from this service, this time, is you have this kind of faith. I'm going to wait and see. You have wait and see type of faith. I'm going to pray. Okay, pastor says I'm going to be blessed. Well, let me wait and see if it's true. Hmm? Well, pastor says, you know, well, you know, God's taking us into a different level of breakthrough. Well, let me wait and see. That wait and see mentality is fear. Deep inside, you fear it's not going to happen. You're going to be financially blessed. Ooh, let's wait and see. Deep inside, ooh, you have fear. I don't, you don't know if you believe that's really going to happen. Wait and see cannot come out of faith. You know, when we were in Ethiopia, we told you it rained one day. And, you know, a lot of people left and our team went out and we started to pray. Where's Mickey? Where are you, Mickey? Right there. Mickey and his partner, Matthew, I, first I saw them and they were just praying. And people were getting healed. I was like, whoa. And they're just so excited. And they're, you know, they're praying the blind, seeing and deaf for hearing. I'm like, yeah. And I get like, come on, everybody disperse. Do like to pray. And I'm all praying. And I'm going to wait and see. I pray in Jesus' name. God, open his eyes in Jesus' name. I wait. And every time I waited, I don't see the manifestation of healing. But I'm looking at Matthew and, and Mickey and I'm like, it's happening. I'm like, what's going on? I'm their pastor, you know. I've I got you know, to make sure. <laughs> so what's going on? And I realized, wow, God spoke to me at that moment. You have that wait and see mentality. Here in Ethiopia, you really want to do this, Sonny? You really want to pray and wait and see? Well, what do I do then? Believe. Be sure. Before you see. I said, okay, be healed in Jesus' name. And as soon as I prayed, you know what I did? 
Can you hear? I started to check. Even before the healing manifested, if, if they couldn't hear, I went behind them. Can you hear that? If they couldn't see, I put my finger. Can you see this? And you know what? I saw four feelings, four healings just like that instantly. When I first prayed, if I waited and see, I didn't see. But you know what? I'm not going to wait, God. I'm just going to believe. And I started to check. See, we got to get rid of this wait and see mentality. If you get prophesied over and you have that wait and see mentality, guess what? You just gave power to your fear. And you gave prophetic power to that fear. But when you receive a prophetic word, when you receive a promise from God on your own, and you have that wait and see, huh? Hmm. You just worked against what God gave you. Hmm? We've got to get rid of wait and see mentality. Amen? Once you give attention to your fear, You've given that fear power. And the only way to combat that fear is faith. Hmm? I want to talk about, did you know there's power of in ignoring? There's power to that. Both positive and negative. I remember like in certain marriages, you know, wives are like, no, 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 and they want to talk and they want to talk about their day and the husband's just, Talk to the wall. I'm not hearing you. I had a long day. I don't need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think you're just... But you know what? There's power to that. Not only do you really not hear what they're saying. I mean, how could you... They're speaking right in front of you, but you're not really hearing. That's powerful, guys. But not only does it have that kind of power, but it has so much power to ruin and hurt her feelings. It has power to destroy her emotions. Pretty soon, your wife stops. Stops. Hmm? There's power to ignoring. And, you know, we need to stop ignoring our loved ones, but we need to start ignoring the voices and noises of fear. You know, all fear is trying to do, that's right. All fear is trying to do is distract you from where you're going. Every one of you have a destiny in God. God said you will be this. You will be source of strength. You will be source of power. You will be source of, you, every one of you has has a destiny. And the fear is a distraction of the enemy that wants to stop you from your path of going towards your destiny. And you know, if you, I don't care how powerfully you deal with that distraction, even if you didn't become distressed and, you know, you almost have a heart attack, even if you didn't go that way, even if you dealt with it powerfully, you're on your way, the fear comes, and you stop, and you say, in Jesus' name, even if you deal with it most powerfully, when you give attention, you just allow the enemy to distract you. Are you getting this? Fear is to distract you, and the only way to deal with distraction is ignoring it. 
You're on your way of financial breakthrough. God promised you. You're on your way. And the enemy comes in the, in the form of fear. And you stop. You, I don't care how powerfully you deal with it. You, enemy, just succeeded in distracting you. And you know what I saw? When you, I don't care how powerful the, the fear may be, when you ignore it, you move on. The enemy comes back. You ignore it, you move on. The enemy comes back. You ignore it and you move on. And you know what? The enemy is not that dumb. He's not going to do the same thing over and over again when it doesn't work. And so guess what? After a while, the enemy stops from distracting you with that same thing. He, of course, he's going to try to think of something else. But if you focus on that, you give power to that. But if you ignore it, guess what? Hmm? You are on your way to your destiny. Ignoring what they said. Jesus told the, told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. Ignoring what they said, don't be afraid, just believe. I don't care how many times God bombards you. Ignoring what the enemy says, you must stop fearing and just believe. Amen. The opposite of fear is faith. You know, you hear a lot of people you know, I'm not in love with my husband anymore. I'm not in love with my wife anymore. We want a divorce. And a lot of, even Christians, they get a divorce. And when you ask, you just fell out of love. You know, I don't think once people fall in love, I don't think they fall out of love per se. You may not feel hmm, that emotions that you once felt. But deep inside, you still love each other. But you know what you did fall out of? Faith in that person's love. The Bible says perfect love drives out fear. But so many of his sons and daughters live in fear. Why? Because we have lost faith in God's love. You know, some trust in chariots and some in horses, the Bible says. But we, his people, we trust in the name of the Lord our God. But so many of us at the same time, we cite this, we recite this, we, we believe it, we say. But then we actually trust in the lies and the voices of that fear. Hmm? It doesn't matter what you fear, as long as you have faith in Christ Jesus. You may fear storms and waves. You may fear loneliness you may fear poverty you may fear disease some of you every time you watch talk show and they talk about disease and you start to feel those symptoms and i know you i've been there hmm you know what kind of fear used to bombard me every time i drove that i'm going to get into an accident i'm not afraid of dying but i'm going to become lame and even though it's the threat is not real, it used to torture me every time I drove. Hmm? The fear is there to distract you and torture you. But it doesn't matter. It, when you have faith in Christ Jesus, even if you get into an accident, even if 
the, someone that you loved left you, even if you got cancer in your body, it doesn't matter what kind of mountains come against you, that stands before you. If you have faith in Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter because God can do anything. God can change that situation in a moment. Hmm? You could live all your life. I don't want cancer. I don't want cancer. I don't want to eat this. I don't want to go there. I heard there's some kind of radiation over there. You could live in fear of, you know, having cancer. But you know what? You could be bold and say, I'll go to the ends of the earth for the Christ, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because why? I have faith in Christ Jesus. And even if I may go somewhere and my body is harmed, when I have faith in Jesus, guess what? I can overcome it. If God could change the economy of the whole nation in 24 hours, if God could open blind eyes and deaf ears, we serve a supernatural God who works supernatural miracles. See, if you have faith, if you have faith, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many fears you lived with in the past. It doesn't matter even if you see a storm coming against you, it doesn't matter. You overcome those circumstances only by and through faith. You believe that? Hmm. You know, we see disciples in the boat. Jesus says, you get in the boat, you go to the other side. He goes up to pray. The storm comes, the wave comes, and the disciples, can you imagine working eight, nine, ten hours trying to row the boat, and it's not happening, and, and you're, you know you're going to die. Have you ever been in that situation? I've been in that situation. When I was in Sudan with 20-something orphans in the van, feel the van, and Melissa and I were driving across this place and and there's no signals there and so there were about few hundred trucks and cars going all 100 different way and we got stuck in the middle even if you know even if like god came down and picked up different trucks and out of the way there's no way you could get out in a few minutes and because we were both foreigners people were screaming at us did you know i got physically hurt in refugee camps trying to stop five, six, seven, eight-year-olds from killing each other. There, at that time, violence was a norm. That missionary we worked with got beat up a lot, just day-to-day basis. It's not a norm for them to come and drag us out of that car and beat us up and kill us. It's fearful. When these men, foreigners, are screaming at you and saying, what are you doing with our ch- children? Muslim country. And they know if foreigners are with them, they're Christians. Oh, Melissa and I, we feared for our lives in that moment. But we prayed. And supernaturally, of course, I told you this story before, all of a sudden, honking, screaming stops for like three seconds, and this man appears, knocking on her windshield, saying, okay, back up and drive off. But there's no, oh, okay, we just backed up. And somehow when we backed up, there was a path. 
supernatural because there wasn't. Even if car tried to back up and make a way, there's so many hundreds of cars behind one another, they won't be able to make a path. But path appeared and we drove off. And as soon as we drove off, honking and screaming started all over again. When you have faith in Jesus, he works miracles. So it doesn't matter what kind of fear comes against you as long as you have faith in Christ Jesus. Hmm? Peter, his walk, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. And Peter walks on water and all of a sudden he sees the storms and waves and he, he gets his eyes off of Jesus and he's drowning. And he says, oh Jesus, help me, save me. And Jesus reaches down and he picks and, you know, that's where it ends. But you realize once Jesus took him out of the water, they still walked on water. To get back to that boat, Peter had to walk on water with Jesus. What did Jesus say to Peter? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? When we doubt, we sink. But when we believe, we walk on water. You know, you need to ask yourself that question from now on. When things happen and, and you lose faith, say, why did you doubt? Come on, get up and walk on water. Jesus is right here with you. Hmm? Not, I knew it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know those voices that, I knew it. I knew this was going to happen. I knew the breakthrough wasn't going to come. I knew I had to pay this bills and I don't have, and God didn't get, I knew I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be alone. It's Friday night. I knew it. Instead of repeating that same thing, I knew it, that comes out of doubt, hear the voice of Jesus. Why did you doubt? Because you were already walking on water. Why did you doubt? And hear the voice of Jesus get up and walk on water again. I want to end with this. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, raise your hand if you have done that. If you invited Christ Jesus as your Savior, it's like this. It's like you, Jesus, imagine Jesus as a car. And as you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, Jesus opens the door and you go inside. You close the door. It doesn't matter how fast you drive that car. The windshield protects you. It doesn't matter how many bugs, pink, purple, black. It doesn't matter, small or big. It doesn't matter how many bugs comes against me. As long as I am in the car, Christ Jesus, the windshield covers me. But so many of us, we're in Christ Jesus. But we're so focused on bugs, on fear. Oh, did you see that one was black? Did you see that one was purple? Did you see the way he came at me? And did you see the way how he died? Did you see how gross that is? We're just focused on the grossness and the nastiness of the bugs and how he died. And it's covering the windshield. And oh, what kind of life is this? There's so many bugs. Oh, that's how you live your Christian life. And some of you, you said, I can't handle this anymore. You stop the car and you get out. 
and you walk, and you, first you think, ah, you see, I don't see a bug coming against me every few minutes. Why? Because when you're driving 60, 70 miles an hour, boom, 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 they die on you, don't they? Huh? But when you walk, of course you're not going to see a bug every second. But you're open to attacks. A bee could come anytime and sting you. Not only that, when you're driving the car, you could get to your destination faster. If you want, if I drive from here to LA, it's five, six hours, but if I'm going to walk because I'm afraid of seeing bugs, it's going to take, do you know how longer it's going to take? People, get in the car. The Word of God says Jesus is our shield. He shields us. We're so afraid. Oh, fear here, fear there, fear here. Hello, you're covered. You're protected. You are safe. Get back in the car. Hmm? That fear has no power over you. Jesus is your shield. Stop giving prophetic power to fear. Today, I believe with all of my heart that Jesus wants to dismantle that power of fear over your lives. And you're going to get back in the car and you're going to drive full speed. You're going to get to your destiny faster. You're going, to, you're going to ignore the distraction of the enemy. You're going to ignore the voices and the power of fear. Why? Because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power. Amen? I want everyone to stand up. I want you to stand up. I want you to lift your hands right now for a moment. And I want you to surrender every fear that's inside of you. Every fear that somehow made its way into your mind. Every fear fear that has somehow made its way. Some of you, you live with the fear of being unloved, unaccepted. It's, it's a lie. You have been accepted by God already. Some of you, you deal with faith, fear of failure. And sometimes, you can't even move forward because of that fear. Fear, surrender it to God right now. Sometimes, those of you who love Jesus so much, you fear that you're going to somehow hmm, destroy what God started. Somehow you're going to make a mistake. Somehow you're going to dishonor God and dishonor your calling. That's just the fear, you see. Fear is a distraction. Surrender that fear to God right now. So Lord, we lift our hands and surrendering our fear, every fear to you Lord fear of sickness fear of loneliness fear of failure God every fear God we surrender it to you once and for all in the name of Jesus Christ and Father right now as hands are lifted you are dismantling that right now right now God in Jesus name you are dismantling every power of fear over the minds and the hearts of your sons and daughters that are in this room 
I want you to put your hands over your hearts now. If God is for you, who can be against you? Hmm? You are more than a conqueror. The Lord says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. You see, you ignore the voices of those fear, but you hmm, meditate upon the voices of God. Hey, if God is for me, who can be against me? The Lord says, he will be my help. What can I fear? Hmm? Death? Nah. Disease? Nah. Loneliness? Failure? Nothing. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. I want to take a moment to pray for some of you. Some of you, you're still walking because you have not accepted Christ Jesus. You don't have that shield about you you don't have Jesus shielding you from the power of the fear because you have not invited Christ Jesus you have not accepted the love of your Heavenly Father and maybe some of you you once did but you got so frustrated you stopped the car you got out of the car and you're walking and you know what you realize you're still being bombarded with fear if that's you, I want to pray with you. And I want to help you get back into that car. I want to help you get back into your Savior, Christ Jesus. That who is your shield. Amen. So if that's you, you want to accept Christ Jesus. You want to receive His shield. You want to receive His salvation. Or you want to rededicate your life. You want to get back into that car. If that's you, will you raise your hand? Let me pray with you. It's time. I see that hand. Anyone else? Come on. This, don't, don't go today. I see that hand. Anyone else? There's more of you. There's more. I see that hand. Amen. Get, let's get back in that car, huh? Let's, let's receive Christ Jesus. See, because when you put your faith in Christ Jesus, you don't have to fear anything. No mountains, no sickness, no disease. They cannot touch you. It has no power over you when you put your faith in Christ Jesus. I want you guys to come forward. Pastor Joseph and Robin, come to the front. Come with them. They're going to pray with you. You raise your hand. Come on.